I love him, Sheridan Shashiri, and has nothing, absolutely nothing to do with the fact that he's the same height as me. I don't believe that for a single second. And welcome to the Windy City Wingers podcast, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Fire, Chicago Red Stars, and the trip around the globe for a soccer update from all over the world. My name is Alex, and I'm joined as always by Dave and Brady. Boys, are we staying warm? It's chilly out there. Trying to, uh, but I really want the snow to go away. I used to love snow. And then you drive a car in Chicago and then you no longer love snow. (laughs) Just stay in my house. Yeah. I'm going to piggyback off that. I used to love (laughs) snow and now I own a house and there's (laughs) snow and ice on the roof and I want it to go away because I don't trust the roof yet. (laughs) I wonder why. (laughs) Indoor pool that you didn't plan on. No, it's all good. Insurance is a beautiful thing. Quick shout out to Ian. Our lovely producer, turning our podcast into the fine audio quality product that it is. Quick shout out to Jen for helping us run our social media accounts. So this is a big weekend coming up. Last weekend was pretty big for sports. This week is big for sports. We have the Super Bowl happening this Sunday. Yes. This coming Sunday. And last Friday, the Olympics opening ceremony took place today, Mm -hmm. February 7th, or if you're listening live on the first day, February 10th, Thursday. Who, which are you more excited for the Super Bowl or the Olympic events taking place throughout the week? Let us know on all of our different social medias. I personally I'm more excited just for the one day of the Super Bowl. I just love that yeah. that's the, the big event to look forward to. But I love the Olympics. Uh, so just having that able to throw on anytime you want. And then yeah. all the resources they have out there for all the events. Like, here's the medal rounds. Go watch that. Like, it's absolutely fantastic. If you are not watching the Olympics with Peacock, get on it because it is incredible. You can filter by sport. If it's not on, it'll let you watch a replay of it previously, or it will tell you when it's coming up next. It's incredible. Peacock makes a lot more sense than it used to now. It really does. (laughs) It really does. Dave, what what have you been watching? What have you been enjoying watching on the Olympics? Uh, I've watched curling. No, of course. Mm-hmm. And I watched a little bit of figure skating, but that's about it so far. Okay. Brady, there, what have been your favorite events so far? There was already a speed skating short track event, but it was the relay. So yep. oh, man. people get like they gain speed in the yeah. inner circle, get out in front of the skater who's already going, and then they get a push to go up to speed. Yeah. It's chaotic. It's wonderful. It makes no sense to me, and I love it. I was going to say, like, why have that one before the individual 
Cause that just seems more dangerous to like, <laughs> that'd be like the worst thing. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't able to do like my one big event because I was in some chaotic relay with everyone. <laughs> like, it's not good. It's all cool. been fun. I, myself, I've been watching the slope style for snowboarding. Oh, I haven't gotten nice. into the half pipe yet. I like everybody loves the half pipe. I like the slope style, I think a little bit more yeah. and it's not the main event though. So it's on at times that no one's really watching or previously before Peacock, it wouldn't even be put on the air. They would just show you the highlights. So I'm slowly making my way through the replays. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Peacock. Now, Super Bowl, obviously this coming Sunday, as I mentioned, one big event that day, the Bengals and the Rams face off. At SoFi Stadium. I want to get both of your Super Bowl predictions. Exact score and team. <laughs> I don't, I didn't think about that. Ooh, well, I'll go third. Okay. I'll go first. It's a hard ask. So I'll I'll dive out there first. I <sighs> asked the question. It wasn't prepared. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I think. That both of these teams have explosive offenses, but I know that the Rams have the defensive line to make quarterbacks very uncomfortable, and the Bengals do not have the greatest offensive line. For that reason, I'm going to go Rams 28, Bengals 21. I do not have as sound of reasoning as you do, but I do hate the Rams. So <laughs> Bengals 30, Rams 26. Oh man. I hope, I kind of hope that you're right. It would be wild. What a crazy and way for them to finish their season. Don't listen to me. Any betters out there? Because I also am not going off anything. 28, 24, <laughs> the fighting Cincinnati Burroughs. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Two upset picks. I'm about it. Let's go. Very excited for that. Real quick, do either of you have any Super Bowl traditions besides eating a ridiculous amount of food for one game? Just the uh, Puppy Bowl beforehand. Love Ah, to watch that. And I know it's ridiculous and I know that makes me juvenile and I don't care at all. (laughs) Yeah, no. I was just going to say, order a ridiculous amount of wings, maybe a pizza, cook all day. There you go. Just get hyped. Mm -hmm. Are you making meatballs this year, Dave? Actually, was not going to. I'm going to wait until I... Maybe host people. So. Oh, man. Yeah. I Those mean, balls are it's for just sharing. a bunch of meatballs for me. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Trying to lose weight. <laughs> I hear you, man. All right. Big, big week coming up. Big weekend full of sports. We're all happy, but Brady is happiest. Yes. Now, looking at the Red Stars, we've been talking about their search for a coach for some weeks now and still. No big update. But Brad, what is the news that's coming out of the camp? Sure. Yeah. No update on the coach, but she believes Cup, uh, U.S. Women's National Team, has called up four of our players Lisa Nair, Tierna Davidson, Morgan Gautreaux, and Mal Pugh. All are on the roster, which is very exciting. This roster is actually quite a bit younger. They've got still Sauerbrunn in there and others who are helping lead the youngsters forward. But the idea is to move this team over into the next iteration. And as far as the Red Stars are concerned, that's one for each position unit, which is pretty exciting. That means 
kind of a balanced team here. All of our all-stars fit into different places on the field. One more little piece of news. The Challenge Cup schedule has been released. Starts late March. We'll get into it a little bit closer to then. But that's the preseason tournament for the NWSL before the regular season kicks off. And just a a good way to start the season with some uh, round-robin games and then some knockouts. Very cool. I, I feel like they're just building anticipation for this coach search. And when the news comes out, it's going to be nuclear. Yeah. I, I kind of hope it's a woman like that. just makes sense to me. Uh, I agree. Yeah. Um, but I think they're taking their time, which is just fine. Although, I mean, preseason is upon us. So let's get that wrapped up. Woohoo. All right. Now, Chicago Fire FC. Big potential rumor coming out of that camp. Whew. So yeah, we can, it's a rumor slash report, but we can pretty much talk about it now unless he fails a medical. Sheridan Shashiri, Shakiri, not sure how to say it yet. Uh, I've heard both. So uh, he's a medical away from being a member of the Chicago Fire. Yeah, baby. Yes. This will be yes, wild. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, he's currently on Leon, but uh, it's not really working for him or the team. He's just really not seeing much playing time. Uh, that was the same case for Liverpool, which he was an honorable bench warmer for the Champions <laughs> League run that Liverpool had. So I think I think what he did for Liverpool though was he created competition. Like he was very skilled, but he just wasn't the top notch. But he was clipping at the peels of like everybody who was starting. So if they screwed up, he'd be slotted in. That's a really great point. Because apparently he's super humble and like hardworking, doesn't need to be starting to like, and I love that in a player. And that's great mm-hmm. if he's your star on your team. That's great. Well, that's what Klopp has built like at Liverpool too. So he was perfect. But I think if he, if he learns how to like fill a role with the Chicago fire, I think that could be huge, especially right now we need like an overall leader. Mm-hmm. That'd be great if he could fill that role. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's also played for Bayern and uh, Stoke which I actually have a lot of fond memories with him on Stoke because that's kind of when he first kind of, I know he was on Byron prior to that and he, his name was already out there, but that's where I first kind of started to see him um, as well uh, with like the Swiss national team, which I'm about to get to as well with, with the Swiss national senior team, he's scored 26 goals and hundred appearances across all competitions um, and I just think when he's locked in, he's electrifying to watch and we, he, yeah. we need that energy to reignite the fire. It's a pricey move though. So it needs to pay off. Yeah, no, that's absolutely correct. 30 years old. And I just call him an attacker. He'll probably play either the number 10 for us, or he tends to hang out, um, on the right wing and cut it onto his left foot. Uh, most expensive signing in the history of the fire. So to Dave's wow. point, it does need to hit, um, he knows George Heights from his days at FC Basel, which is where he broke out to then get signed by some major clubs. And I love him and it has nothing, absolutely nothing to do with the fact that he's the same height as me. I don't believe that for a single <laughs> second. It has to be a contributing factor. Continue anyway. I do, just quick reversal, keep us a little bit sane here. I do have some reservations. He has had some injury history. And he can be a little bit mercurial. He tends to get dropped from the very tip-top teams that he's been on. Um, 
some of the, his best games to Dave's point about Stoke, when he was the best player on the field, he played like it. He acted like, like it, and he should be that moving into the MLS. Yeah. So hopefully we're getting the best version of him. Also crossing set pieces. Mm-hmm. He's pretty masterful. Uh, and his job might be just hit Shabilko in the head and he can do that. So right. I wanted to say, I was looking at his stats too. Like he's got a, he's very equal in goals and assists. So it's not like, you know, he's not going to be a crazy goal scorer, but he's, his presence will be there if he's locked in and on. So great way to phrase that. He may not be a crazy goal scorer, but he will score at least one crazy goal. Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point. I wanted to mention too, that the fire have, a preseason game this Saturday at 11 central. Uh, there is no link up on the website yet, but if you check out the website, when this episode posts, it should kind of be around there. Yeah. Uh, Very cool. And I hope that that transaction goes through. Hope he's cleared medically speaking, what a huge addition it would make to the team. And yes, it's the most expensive signing for the fire, but after a season like we just had, what you need to do, in my opinion anyway, is go out and make big moves, get people interested in the team again. Because as we know, if you went to a game last year, it was rough goings. So get a big name in there, get some exciting attacking players in, solidify that defense. I'm getting excited just talking about it. Big year. Let's make it happen. Moving over, switching gears to Ligue 1, where our game of the week that we chose last week took place. We chose Lille versus PSG as our game of the week. Oh, nice. I like it. <laughs> this took place Sunday, February 6th, 1.45 p.m. Uh, kind of a slaughter a little bit. <laughs> yeah. PSG showed up in dominant form. Well, just listen to this. This is their lineup. <laughs> yeah. This is Donnarumma, Hakimi, Kimpembe, Marquinhos, Nuno Mendez. Nuno Mendez is one of the names that I didn't know, and he was lightning in this game, and we'll get into that. Verratti, Paredes, Danilo Pereira, Kylian Mbappe, Di Maria, Yankees, Messi. Yeah. No, that's. Yeah. A ridiculous yeah. lineup. They played a 4-3-3 that you could consider a 4-4-2 diamond midfield because Messi goes wherever the heck he wants to. <laughs> um, Leo played a 4-4-2. Uh, Jonathan David started up top. He's a Canadian striker. Hatem Ben Arfa is a brand new signing for them, and he's been all around the French national team. Very talented. Timmy Weah did start on the at right mid. So they it's they're no slouch of a team themselves, but boy, this PSG team is just stacked. Yeah. Uh, I did want to throw out uh, Danilo Pereira before this game started. I was like, this guy's going to be key. And then he had a game. So it just makes me sound super smart. Um, but he's a center defensive mid that can play center back and then also apparently can attack, but we'll get into that in a second. Um, and then one of the wrinkles, one of the interesting things that PSG did was Pereira would drop into the center backs if they had really good possession. Wing backs just fly forward. And then you have a three back and then just like seven people playing attacking positions. It was <laughs> no fear at all. And then Lille did a 
a thing where they were trying to control the corners of the box, like just outside of the box, which we talked a little bit about and I'll get more into as we go. Yeah. While they played with like no fear, then it'll made mistakes mm-hmm. that honestly just you can't afford to to give up against PSG. So it made for a blowout. It definitely did. Those are mistakes. I mean, they made mistakes you can't afford to give up against really any team. Right. Some of them and PSG, just least of all. I will, I do want to give a shout out to the Leal fans who hung in there throughout this. The, the energy in that stadium was unreal. I could tell just from watching it on TV, crazy, crazy energy. And yeah, you're going up against the big bully in PSG. So you want to bring that energy. You really want to beat them. But even when they were down 3-1, fans were still there. They're hanging in. They're making noise. So good for them. Yeah, great shout. Totally agree with you. I'm going to go into some of the big players that we want to talk about. Messi, of course. Uh, he has never scored. So this is kind of interesting fact. He's never scored within the first two minutes of a game. And now that's a lot of people. It's kind of hard to score in the first two minutes of a soccer game. But if you either go back to this one or watch him in future games, he just strolls around for the first really 15 minutes, probably 10 and just watches defenders. And then when he walks by them, he sees their reaction and sees, okay, they're going to pass me on here. Is he just going to follow me? What are we going to do? He learns how they move. And then he takes advantage. He learns what, what the weaknesses are. It's really like smart. A predator. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, in this game, he had 28 forward passes. That was the most in the game. Seven passes into the final third. That was the most on his team. Six key passes, most in the game. And he had the most shots and most shots on goal in the game. <laughs> Could have been a lot good. worse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> had a goal and an assist. And a free kick off the bar that the goalkeeper was getting nowhere close to. Yeah. Uh, being a little bit of Homer here, let's talk about Wea. Uh, mm. I thought he was good, not electric, but 1v1, he's very hard to stop. And then in 36 minute, he, there was a chance he was offside, but I love this run that he made. It was an outside to inside run. Defender couldn't keep track of him because he was on the blind side and the position he plays for the U.S. men's national team, this is exactly the run that we want to see from him. So that's fantastic to see. Do you guys want to get into the goals? Please. We got plenty to go over. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. So ninth minute, Pereira, the beautiful defensive midfielder, gets the uh, first goal of the game. Nuno Mendez with a fake outside cut. So he's like right at the final third, basically. And defender bites at this fake cut. And then there's a little subtle inside of the foot past the defender. He's gone. It was really great move. Defender Chelik just dead behind the play. Can't, can't catch up. There's a cross the goalkeeper. Can't handle it. Probably should have probably should have been the save. Uh, yeah. Oh and, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pereira just took the risk and cleans up the rebound. Yeah. This kind of just took the air out of my lungs though. Cause you're hyped to for this game, nine minutes in, the keeper just makes a mistake like this. Kills it for yeah. me. <laughs> he was mesmerized by the move. Yeah. It was a good move. I think, but... no, that's a good way of saying it, though. He was a little shocked, so just not <laughs> oh. a great feeling. <laughs> and it was, it was a bad start to a day that was going to turn out to be not in Gerbet's favor. <laughs> <laughs> well, they did get the next goal. 28th minute, Boltman. He was up for a corner kick, big center back. 
Uh, PSG don't clear it well. In fact, it is Di Maria that doesn't clear it and then also gets smoked by Ben Arfa. So two pads on Di Maria. Uh, Really nice work from Ben Arfa to give him credit. Um, And this kind of goes into what Lille was doing well and what they wanted to do in this game was they wanted to attack the sides of the box. We talked a little bit about this in episode 32. Go back and listen to it, listener, for Mm -hmm. our Chelsea and Man City uh, discussion. But what they wanted to do was attack where PSG are the weakest because they send those outside backs so high, that area outside of the box is the weakest point. Uh, Lille's outside back, outside mid, near side forward, and then near side center mid would all kind of crowd that space so that it was either hard for PSG to get out or they'd have numbers there in attacking situations. Also, one cool thing that they were doing was the wide midfielder and the forward would do mirroring runs. So when the forward would check towards the ball, the wide midfielder would go deep. So as a defender, who am I tracking now? Or the opposite, the forward would go make a long run, and then the wide midfielder would kind of fill in that central spot. Uh, When the ball was on one side, the opposite side forward and the opposite side midfielder, aka Wea as the right mid, he would actually play forward a lot of this game. So it's one, really good for the U.S. national team to see that. And then two, it's, um, it's a, just a good way to make chaos in the box, even though you only have one nominal forward in there. Yeah, that's awesome breakdown of all that. And it's exciting to have one of our guys on this team, even mm-hmm. though they're not playing as hot this year. True. Just going to say, I was laughing when Botman uh, got the shot off because he kind of just froze in the air and just floated <laughs> towards the... It was just a really awkward, if you, if you watch the replay, really awkward center back goal where he yeah. doesn't really know what he's doing with his feet, but somehow he connects and it goes in. So that's cool. <laughs> All right. Now to the 32nd minute goal. PSG takes the lead and doesn't look back. Kimpembe cleans up a beautiful pass from Messi from the corner. Just magical up and over the goalkeeper at the near post and yet somehow hits the ground in the middle of the goal. I just, what? Rough what is day. that? Rough day for the keeper. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> Real but bad. Also just magical from Messi. Like that's really yes. hard to do with the soccer ball. Uh-huh. Speaking of 39th minute, Messi. <laughs> uh, defenders panicking. He's on the ground, clears it right into Messi. Uh, and that's part of the problem when you're playing PSG. You're kind mm-hmm. of always panicking as a defender. So it's just like, well, there you go. Beautiful finish, by the way. A little chippy over the goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. 51st minute, it's our guy again, Pereira. PSG is well on top. They're owning the game. Uh, Draxler, who was a sub. Wow, spoiled for choice. Di Maria comes off to bring in <laughs> Julian Draxler. Okay, uh, Just smokes his defender uh, to almost get Messi another goal. Decent save from the goalkeeper this time. And then Pereira's like, I got time. Smacks a shot. It hits a defender and yeah. spins perfectly in the corner. One of those, Herman, you've talked about where it just looks yeah. beautiful and it's because yeah. of a deflection. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It was just close enough to the keeper to make him look silly, though. Yeah. Even though it was a deflection, yeah. you're kind of like, oh, get your fingers on it. <laughs> yeah. I could be nitpicky. He was very close to his line and he should have been a little bit further out to cut down the angle, but it's, it's tough. Yeah. And the final goal, 67th minute Mbappe. This one's just not fair, honestly. Yeah, that was uh, that was more like it. What a goal. <laughs> yeah, so shout out to Paredes, who he plays the center defensive mid for this team. 
but didn't care on this one. Carries the ball for, uh, forward, gets the ball to Mbappe, but then continues his run, which pulls the center back just far enough away for Mbappe to be 1v1. Defender who had already been smoked in this game is terrified of Mbappe. He's not going to get close. And Mbappe's like, sure, I can get this and bends it perfectly on the far post. It was gorgeous. It was. Silky sweet from Messi. <laughs> <laughs> so, aftermath of this blowout victory for PSG, they are they're continuing their dominant streak right now. Crushing the league. 13-point gap already. Plus 32 over. goal differential. <laughs> Way over. What's weird is there's rumors that Pochettino will get replaced by Zidane. Kind of odd. I, I've been hearing any... that he wants out, actually. Yeah. Like he, him and like what? the PSG brass don't get along. So I, I'm huh. just wondering, where does he go after this? No idea. That's well, a weird one. I, that is very odd. Usually winning cures everything in sports. So they really must not get along about something. And I guess if you are the brass for PSG, you're like, well, our team is good enough that we could do it with any coach. We don't need Poch. I guess the one the one thing that they can never win, though, is the Champions League. Champions. So maybe they're getting mm. a little nervous about that because this is kind of like them not winning last year was embarrassing beyond was, yeah. like belief. Yeah. So speaking of Champions League real quick, they play Real Madrid next week in the first leg of the round of 16. So yeah, that'll be a really back. good test for them. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we do have to talk about Lille a little bit. Uh, they have fallen back to 11th. They won't be winning the league this year. I was going to say, that's your next opponent in the Champions League too, Herman, for Chelsea. So, well, be a cakewalk look, for you guys. I was going to say, they look softened up, but Chelsea's been inconsistent <laughs> yeah, this year. Yeah. So, I'm just, I'm, I'm more nervous than I should be after watching them play. But we'll find out one way or another. And that's a good transition to... EPL talks. Let's start off with Chelsea. Professional. Bang, boom. How about that? So, a little bit of good news on the injury front. Mount, uh, returning to light duty, coming back from his knock that he picked up. And Mendy is soon to follow, or should be. Two key players. Uh, Reese James is still doing, it sounds like, mostly cardio work, coming back from his larger injury. Um, but hopefully having the squad back to full strength, give them a little bit of a boost. And in the FA Cup, Chelsea beat Plymouth Argyle 2-1 to one over this Barely. past weekend. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> very close. You say it was very, very close. I think it went to extra time. And Plymouth it sure Argyle did. actually performed really well. I was, actually, I was up for whatever reason really early that morning. I watched <laughs> that and the West Ham versus uh, Kidderminster. Because Kidderminster is like a, yep. a non-conference like team that was actually beating West Ham for the majority of the game <laughs> and blew it awesome. in the in the 91st minute of oh, no. of the uh, of the regulation oh, no. game. Yeah, oh. and then they ended up losing in like the last minute of extra time too. So uh. it was just brutal. <laughs> uh. but it was cool. You were up early because you have a disease, Dave. Yeah, I, I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, Brad. I'll go. Yep. Tottenham victorious in dominant fashion against Brighton. Kane led off the scoring with a beauty and uh, was a bit of a yawn to him, but it was a great goal. 
Um, and I did want to throw out here that Kane said about Kante, he has been brilliant. I cannot speak highly enough of him, and he has really changed the mindset of the team. And then we have to keep working hard on and off the pitch. Okay, thanks, quarterback. Um, but that's great sign. If we're trying to keep Kane and he's happy with Conte, that's mm-hmm. that's great. That's good stuff. Todd and sure guy for life. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dave, round us off. EPL with some Liverpool news. Yeah, look out, EPL. Louis Diaz comes in, gets an assist off the bench, and Harvey Elliott gets a goal off the bench. You guys screwed. (laughs) It was a great day. (laughs) I'm starting to feel really good. Like I think the last few episodes have been down about the Premier League, but we, we, I don't know, we play Man City, and if they make a mistake, I'm really looking forward to like our depth this the rest of the season. So I'm pretty hyped. I'm back in. All right. Uh, it's a joy to ride this emotional roller coaster with you. <laughs> it's it so is. fun. <laughs> Every year. <laughs> We're back in it. Uh, Leicester City and Burnley coming up this week, so we should wrap those up. And then uh, Inter Milan next week in the Champions League. Like one. Woohoo. Big doings. Looking ahead to our next episode. You know what time it is. Time to pick the game of the week. We are not recording next week. I know. Very sad. Hold it together. Two more weeks. Next episode is going to be coming out February 24th. So for that episode, the game of the week that we have chosen is... No game. We will not be doing a single game. Instead, we're going to be taking a deep dive, looking at the fire season to come. Getting a preview look. It predictions. Prepped and ready to go. No, no predictions on the nine game. No, we'll get you all Golden prepped. Boot winner. There you go. Yes. See? Curse ourselves That's immediately. I Actually, no, we'll, I do have a prediction. I predict that this season will be better than last year's season. Hey. Yay. <laughs> Woohoo. <laughs> Yes, we can only hope. Thank you, as always, to our lovely, lovely listeners for tuning in. Before we wrap things up, any closing thoughts? Anything else happening in the world of soccer that we didn't discuss? Yes, a couple more things. Ooh. African Cup of Nations is done. You briefly mentioned this with uh, Mendy coming back to Chelsea. Mm-hmm. However, Senegal beats Egypt in penalties. Sadio Mane steals one from Mo Salah. All I can say is, thank God, neither of them got injured and this is over. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) A little Liverpool on Liverpool crime. Uh, (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I'm going to shout out both the goalkeepers in this game because that's the kind of game it was. It wasn't boring by any means. Senegal was the better team and deserved to win. Uh, But the the Egyptian backup goalkeeper, Gaboski, since his debut 11 years ago, has had three caps. So he's just been a soldier for the team, and he ended up taking over the top spot after the round of 16 in this tournament. Great story for him. He made a pen save early in the game to keep Egypt even in it at all, and then won in the shootout, and he had shootout saves before this, so he's had a great tournament. And then Mendy also made a save in the shootout. Now, it was a pretty savable save, but you got to make it. 
and that set up Mane's winner. So congrats to Senegal. Uh, good tournament for them. And one more thing to mention, the Champions League is back. Zambia. It's back next week on the 15th and 16th. And then you go to the 22nd and 23rd for the next iteration, um, the next group of teams to play. I love this time of the knockouts. It's part of the best portion of the Champions League. Couldn't agree more. It's good, Thank you, but Brad. I feel like City and Bayern are going to win out big time. <laughs> Could do. Might do, indeed. Thank you, Brady, for those final closing thoughts. Thank you to our listeners for tuning in, as always. Love you all. Appreciate you all. Feel free to send us an email, windycitywingers.info at gmail.com. If you have thoughts, feedback, concerns, anything you want to discuss or want to hear us discuss. If you want me to deep dive into an Olympic sport you've never heard of, I will do that for you. Just send us an email. (laughs) That's how much Brady loves sports and loves stats. Brady, instead of sending you an email, if someone wants to reach out directly to you to request you deep dive a sport, where can they find you? You could find me on Twitter at stat underscore bro and on Instagram at bradthebard13. And Dave, give them your social medias. We know everybody wants them. Yeah. I'm Windy City underscore Dave. I'm both Twitter and Instagram. And I'm also on Untapped now. So come drink a beer with me. Heck yes. Love that. I would love to drink a beer with you. I'll do it. (laughs) Hope to drink a beer with you both soon. Yes. Actually, we're all going to be drinking beer this weekend. Super Bowl. That's what we do. It's true. Meatballs and beer. Everybody (laughs) have a fantastic week. Have a wonderful time watching all the sports going on this weekend. We will talk to you in two weeks. Thanks, everybody.